almost done. So we're actually taking a break this week. It's Thanksgiving. And next week when we come back, the last week of classes, we will actually be on week seven. So finals week will be week eight. Um, just working backwards from that, the only real assignments you'll have that finals week will be a discussion board and a paper. So it'll be very doable and you will be fine during finals week. Um, other than that, I hope you all have a good Thanksgiving and stay safe. We want to make sure we can still talk about ethics in the future. Who knows? Um, so just as a point of wrap up, the, the, the things that come into play here when I'm looking at the journal, um, some of you did really well anyway, um, just for whatever you wrote. And some of you did well because you saw a connection or a linkage to utilitarianism. There were a couple of you, though, that um, said something that was more what I expected. And the reason I highlight that is as we were going through these journals, I think I said something a couple of weeks ago that you know these, these, do, these do go together, right? You're supposed to be connecting some dots. And when we're talking about making these kinds of decisions, I think, you know, when you're looking at consequences in particular, we're back to having a bit of that conversation of, are we, should we be looking at short-term or long-term decisions? Should, should we, how do we balance that out? So these, these problems don't really go away. And, and the point, you'll have one more journal um, the week after Thanksgiving, after next week, uh, or this week. And, you know, they're for you to sort of reflect on how it is you think you make decisions and, the, and you know, what's holding you up and maybe what can be improved upon in doing this. And to do good is really hard to measure. It's really hard to evaluate what the right thing to do is. Consequences is a way to do that. Again, is it short term, is it long term? And if they come into conflict or there's some sort of numeric conflict, I mean, not to make a joke or a slight out of this, but seriously, we just had an election that's just now maybe official, right? So what happens when the numbers are disconcerting? Do you have enough to make a, a decision or make an action based on that? It's, it's for that reason that we start looking at uh, Kant when we come back. Maybe we need a rule or a law to appeal to that might be a little more steadfast than something like this. But the, the heart of the problem is always comes back to kind of a like, how do you know? And in this case, how do we know that? And again, not a joke. How do we know 51% of the people are right? And it doesn't make any better if we said, how do we know 75% of the people are right? Um, just because a lot of people agree means a lot of people could agree on the wrong thing. And that's problematic. So maybe we need to find another way to do this. Now, um, in utilitarianism, right, Mill thinks he's beat Bentham on that by looking at the quality of the decisions rather than just the quantity. But man, it is still really hard to do. So, um, what makes that difficult? Well, let's look at the discussion board. And I apologize, I made some changes before this section started and I forgot to implement all of them. So I didn't hold it against anybody. A few of you made decisions or excuse me, made discussions, got decisions on the brain. Uh, some of you made discussions based on the, the Aristotle comment and it really was supposed to be just utilitarianism. But I think the same problems apply. Um, 
Right, so one of the things that we get by looking at Bentham and Mill is a pretty consistent view going all the way back to Aristotle through Hume, right? Again, there's some of the social contract stuff coming up. And that is, you know, uh, we could have good forms of government with everyone in charge or bad versions. We could have good versions of government with a few people in charge or bad ones. And then we could have really like one person in charge and it's okay or a bad one. And what's really difficult with distributive justice in this example is we're not really talking about a governor, really not talking about a ruler. We're talking about something almost more personal and the fact that somebody has all the resources at their fingertips and at their, at their disposal. And what makes that really challenging is we get hung up on a couple of things. One of which is it doesn't seem fair. Um, we can't quite put our finger on why it's fair or not fair. And maybe it doesn't matter if it feels fair, right? That's very human. If the system overall works, isn't that it? And so there's a weird piece of this question about this is based on inheritance. And that's part of what doesn't feel fair too. We like, we like people that work for what they have, work for their, their resources, their money, their profit, their revenue. When you just inherit it, well, good, you're just a, a rich kid. Except we still bank or count on that rule of distribution. We count on inheritance to either pass on or to receive. And so it's like, well, I don't want to like invalidate the rule, but something seems really weird here. And that's part of why I asked this question in this way. It kind of pits the problem of Bentham and Mill against each other. Um, if you and I are all doing without and one person or the 1% has all the resources, that system's screwed. That, that whole thing is messed up, right? But if it's based on the same set of rules that you and I approve of, because they work for us also, right? I would inherit my parents' stuff and my kids, I assume, would inherit my stuff. Like, we count on that. So is it really wrong? And that goes back to maybe we're using the wrong thing to determine what's right or wrong. I mean, this is really difficult because how do we know? And there's a, uh, a third version of utilitarianism I don't go spend much time on because it's not very uh, prevalent. But there's one that's called system utility. And it's like, well, we know there's going to be violations of justice, but if the system overall works, we'll just adhere to that. And I think it's a very telling problem in looking at this discussion board, especially in light of what's been sort of, gosh, in the last decade, arguments about the 1% that is it really a justifiable violation? And that's to say, even if you think there is a violation, right? So this is kind of a loaded question. And it's supposed to be because it's supposed to make you think about what are you looking at, the numbers of people or the rule? And if it seems unfair, but the system in general works to still make it okay, those are tough, tough, tough questions. And, you know, hand counting doesn't seem to answer it. The rule gave us the answer. And I appreciated everyone driving towards, well, what's the character of the person? I do believe Mill would have thought we could have educated people to care for those around them. I think our <laughs> genuine distrust of others, though, makes that sketchy. Like, do I really believe a one person that controlled it all would actually care for me? And if we're going by empirical means, I don't see that a lot, right? I'm seeing a few things like that. Or I see a few 
that intend to mean well, but it's still sort of questionable. And to that point, it's it's people like a Bill Gates, who's got a massive amount of wealth and does have a tremendous uh, charitable foundation. Uh, Warren Buffett, who actually oddly is not giving his kids any of his money. Um, so there's a inheritance overthrow sort of. And even more recently, Charles Koch kind of admitting maybe he shouldn't have dabbled in politics as much as he had or been partisan about it, looking at it differently. So we have lots of reasons to be suspect of extremely wealthy people and how and why they have it. I don't know how we make that judgment, though, out of utility. It seems like it's okay. Um, or the majority of us have to vote against that person and tell them it's got to be different. Um, but we also have to know what's what's being wrong. Is, is it Are they actually hoarding the resources where we can't use them? Or we just don't like the fact that one person has the resources. Those are two different problems and not liking it's not really an argument. So that's difficult. Um, think about that, the turkey, stuffing, dressing, found out the difference is whether you use cornbread or white bread. I had no idea that was a thing. Anyway, enjoy, take care, thanks.